1: Hi! Hello! Well, hi there. What's up? Nothing. We're just picking them up and putting them down. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. What? Have you seen the video of the yodeling kid in Walmart?
0: No. Uh, what? I've definitely like seen it around, but I've never watched it. And you I need like to I watch know. it. It's kind of perfect. I, so I need to watch it, it right either. now. Yeah. Okay. I got you, girl. It's perfect. Is that I what mean, it's called? If I Google I don't that?
1: I You can Google that probably. Yodeling in Walmart,
0: kid. All right. Comes up after Y.O. <laughs> <laughs> no. I watch an ad first. For 20 seconds. God, Fox News. You're the fucking worst.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's huge right now. Everyone's, like, mixing it up and... It's pretty much perfect. The kids wearing boots that are too big for him. I'm pretty impressed
0: by his skills, though.
1: He's pretty pretty good Fox at yoga. Sorry,
0: I clicked on that. But. Uh, Lots of people in Berlin didn't
1: watch Fox News. Fun fact.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up because I have a really funny story. So when Adam and I went to look for a house a couple of weeks ago in Colombia, we we're staying with a friend of his that's an ED resident there, and they were like telling us where not to live in Colombia. They're like, "These are where all of our gunshot wounds come from." But anyway, they're saying that um. So there's this TV show called Live PD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently I watched
1: I watched clip Andrew and I were watching clips of that last night.
0: Yeah. Okay, apparently it frequently features the Richland County oh yeah sheriff's department yeah i didn't realize that was columbia richland yeah columbia is in richland county that's like so they said that like in the er every patient is watching it and they like know people that are on it all the time i'm Uh, like oh great that's where i'm moving Wonderful. wonderful he's super cute (laughs) yeah he's super cute
1: what you didn't see is katie kind of shaking her dude i totally
0: should have been a yodeler (laughs) for sure
2: I can see little Katie. Oh,
0: I want to yeah.
1: know what yeah, the circumstances the... of him singing in a Walmart were like. Okay, I mean... so
2: I can tell you. Oh, I know yes. okay. exactly. Oh. I know exactly. Dave knows because I dad. was this kid. Oh, a long time ago. Oh boy, I used to go around the neighborhood, knocking on people's doors and performing for them.
1: Are you for real? <laughs> yes. What did you do? I
2: would get invited Red into there. No, I would. I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please.
2: No, I would. I would sing in their in their living rooms i would sing edelweiss and Aww. and uh huh. you know whatever Will else you sing for
1: us right now
2: no because i <clears throat> because my voice <laughs> i
1: hate you
0: my voice is yes
2: <laughs> i don't respect you as people <laughs> <laughs> no my 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 voice is, has gone to shit but uh but you know as a little kid i thought i was pretty i was pretty good mm. so yeah well,
0: i think cool. that's what
2: happened he, he he put on his boots that day and he said you know what I'm gonna to go to the Walmart and, and
0: now he's a sensation. And, right. The that's, only thing that would make it better is if he biked to Walmart with his like large boots. That's just like the cutest picture in they're... my head. <laughs> it's just so adorable.
2: <laughs> then he then he definitely did, and he wasn't brought by his mother.
0: Nope. Anyway, well that's awesome. I'm glad we good yeah. for you, kid. Yeah. Get good your for
2: take your your 15 minutes and uh, and enjoy it. Yeah. Because you deserve it. Little yodeling boy. What are we going to talk about today?
1: Today, we're talking about what we're going to talk about. Woo. Um, we're Talking about migrants, women migrants. We're talking about two specific articles that I read. So I'm preparing a paper and I thought I have read a couple articles or not articles, papers actually. And I thought... The vagabond's listeners might be interested in them. So, hell's Yeah. I'm interested yeah.
2: in whatever you have to say, Corbin.
1: Yeah. So, the first paper, I'm going to talk we're going to talk about a little bit um is my it's called Migration and Women's Health. And it's from the International Journal of Gynecology and Obstetrics. Mm-hmm. And so basically it just talks about some some special t- characteristics of women as migrants and their health issues. So something I learned from this paper that actually 50% of migrants are women. People always assume that men, Yeah. they're more men migrant than women.
0: <laughs> when, when you first said that, I was like, wait, yeah, that may, I mean, 50% of the population is women, but then I like thought about it more and yeah. I was like, oh yeah. You yeah. I, no, I think you're totally that. right. When yeah, you picture
2: yeah, yeah. somebody coming to the, you know, migrating to the United States, you picture a guy coming here for work, right? Right.
1: Yeah, actually, so there are a lot of reasons people migrate and kind of one, we can kind of separate it into two big categories. So uh, migration for economic opportunity and migration for kind of like fleeing strife or conflict or, you know, refugees, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, women are actually more likely, they're a higher percentage of women who are in the kind of like refugee sort of situation mm, than men.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, they brought up in this article that women also who migrate are often more responsible for, usually either have children with them or have children back home who they need to bring over. Like typically when men migrate, they don't migrate with their families and mm-hmm. there's no pressure on them to bring eventually bring their families back with them. So... Um, that's also something that's kind of interesting about women who migrate. Yeah. Um, They also talk a lot about um, women, you know, when you migrate, oftentimes, like, if you live in a refugee camp, there can be, like, poor access to sanitation services, um, clean drinking water and and the such, and Mm -hmm. also, like, healthcare, so for women who are pregnant, obviously that's an issue, but like for women who have any like sort of chronic medical condition, that's a huge issue. Um also um women who travel with their families, like I said, they they're kind of they need to give their limited resources usually to their family so that and that's usually what happens is women end up, you know, like feeding their children first or not much left they, over for them. Right. And so as a result, women just like tend to have worse health com- outcomes than other migrants, you know, men who are migrants. Um, they tend to have basically have a harder time. And women um, also are of course are at, like a greater risk of being trafficked and all that.
2: Might uh, you mentioned chronic health conditions. might there be more chronic health conditions among this population too just because of generally poor health where they come from?
1: um it depends on like what type of country they're fleeing Mm -hmm. i guess and like the situation like so typically people who are fleeing from war-torn countries are less healthy because like for instance if we take syria as an example their health infrastructure has been like ravaged Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so people who are still there don't really have access to the care they need right um So I think usually it's like not as well, you know, like taking care of like someone who has diabetes or whatever. Mm It will be like out of control because they haven't had the resources to control it or
0: whatever. Yeah.
1: So I also found it interesting. So migrants, once they reach their home country, they're more likely to um, use the health system if they speak the language of the country. I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense, yeah, but, um, you know, theoretically, they're like translators, but, yeah, they're more likely to um, benefit, basically, from if they speak language, which is obviously a huge barrier. Mm -hmm. But, anyway, so the second article I have, which is kind of in a similar vein, but not exactly the same, is about, um, it's called, Is There a Common Experience? Somali New Mother's Childbirth Experience... experiences in norway and the united states so basically it's a ethnographic i guess research you could say about um somali women's who, women who gave birth in minnesota minneapolis and in oslo norway uh because basically both minnesota and norway accepted a lot of somali immigrants mm-hmm. there's been a civil war going on in somalia for a really long time Yep. And so basically they just interviewed the women. Basically, so they, I mean, the recruitment models were different, but like in Minnesota, they recruited participants by talking to important community members and getting the women to, I guess, sign on to being interviewed about their birth experiences in the U.S. And then in Norway, they used public health nurses as an access point. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because, like, they have more access to medical care in in Norway than they they.
2: have public health nurses. Yeah, Yeah.
1: they have because they have those people. (laughs) Right. In the US, we have to. uh, We looked for some. We have. But we didn't have any. But they're not as many. Yeah. So, and they just basically interviewed the women about their experiences. Um, I thought was interesting was most of the women were either like. Most of them lived with just their husbands and their children. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then the next largest group of women were single mothers and then the next largest group lived with the extended family. So I think that will come important when they like because in Somalia, I guess, which is not something I knew before I read this article, like there's a clan system oh, and Yeah. Um, so the clan is very important to yeah. the to the individual, so they also during childbirth, usually they rely on their like community members, their like mothers and sisters mm-hmm. to help them through childbirth, and so obviously that's different when you're living just with your husband and your right. children in a different country,
0: yeah, it probably didn't didn't say like if they weren't if they were just living with just like either their husbands and their children or just their children if if it was because their family wasn't with them like if they're extended oh i didn't
1: say oh yeah, yeah. That'd
0: be, i mean that'd be interesting right yeah just To like know if they would if they could basically yeah yeah and that, i assume that was the same in norway and minnesota right yeah yeah so in um in norway Also, I just think it's, like, interesting that they did this study because, like, Norway and Minnesota are, like, kind of the
2: same.
0: I mean, they're not the same. That's, like, an overgeneralization. But, like, there are a lot of Norwegian people with Norwegian heritage that live in Minnesota. Yeah, no. (laughs) It is kind of funny that... ancestors were once
2: Norwegian immigrants.
0: It is kind of funny. I mean,
1: actually, there are a lot of similarities between Minnesota and, like, Scandinavian countries. Like, Minnesota has, like, a strong social safety net as far as states go yeah and it has um very similar climate similar climate and it has a good public education system and a yeah. lot of white people yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it has been welcoming to refugees yeah <laughs> well yeah. until a bunch of refugees came and both of those places have struggled with now
0: integration issues yeah <laughs> so but hey at least they're trying yeah better than we can say for other places so indeed Mm, so um
1: yeah so in minnesota the um basically the women expressed the limitations of support due to separation from their family so they didn't have that support Mm -hmm. system Mm -hmm. that they would desire or normally wish to have um the importance of Cultural and religious beliefs and practices and their childbirthing experience. Uh, the the desired relationships with nurses, so having like a close relationship for the people that were taking with the people that were taking care of them. Hmm. And then the fear of cesarean section. And the value of education and then views of uh like cultural views on postpartum blues and depression.
0: Are those in, like, a particular order, or are those just, like, a a list of them? I
1: think. Let's see.
2: You can say, I don't know, and we will...
1: I don't know, but I can maybe um well, you know what? I can't tell you. Corbin is flipping her iPad over. I okay. keep flipping it over and yeah. Anyway, it keeps flipping and Anyway. it doesn't want me to be six is what I'm trying to
0: <laughs> Fuck you, iPad. <laughs> also,
1: I noticed last week I there are several distinct times that I mumbled and I'm like, Corbin, stop mumbling. It's a podcast. <laughs> anyway. We're just all mumblers. Uh so sorry. Vagabonds listeners who've heard me mumble too many times. It's because I can't hear. In the Norwegian study, uh, they expressed inadequate integration into Norwegian society society as a concern in their childbirth experience. So not feeling like they're part of Norwegian society. Mm -hmm. Uh, Need need for and fear of cesareans. So that's another thing. Mm Mm-hmm a similarity. Family support around the postpartum period, so another similarity. Mm-hmm. And then support from health services, so kind of a um kind of a similar
2: So the the fam- oh are we are Go ahead. Uh, the familiar support familial support thing. Um I mean that makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um but I wonder if that's because of their status as immigrants that they didn't have the family that they used to have back in their home country with them or if it's because the health system didn't doesn't make adequate uh, arrangements for because both could be i could see both being a thing
1: well also this article references that um in somalia so women have more social status the more children they have Mm, yeah but also the fact that the community and family are actually involved in the decision making Mm. around maternity practices Mm -hmm. so i feel like if you're cut off from those groups
2: yeah for for any reason yeah Yeah. i mean
1: because like if you even if you you know for your whole prenatal period were able to talk to your family like on the phone or whatever however Mm -hmm. you could do that if they aren't in the room with you making those decisions, I feel like that could be kind of isolating for someone who's used to that kind of support.
2: And they wouldn't be. Cause what do you get? Like maybe one, you know, one, maybe two people in a, yeah you know, in your family in the room.
0: It depends. Yeah. It yeah, depends. I mean, yeah. yeah. Cause uh, some people well, if are they're not lenient. physically
1: present in the country too, right. you know? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, I was going to say, Oh, but this is also like, I mean, I can see how this like, clashes with at least the way we practice medicine in the U.S. because like we have such a huge like push for patient autonomy and that includes like not having a partner, spouse, family member like make decisions for you if you can make them on your own and that's just not the way that some cultures are and so I'm sure like that is also part of it is like you know you're expecting someone to make a decision who's never Made a decision on their own before, you know. Yeah, and, and it, that's scary. And it,
1: she doesn't consider it appropriate for right. herself. To, you know, she doesn't want to make that decision because right. it's not appropriate for her in her mind to do that. You know, because right. it's her culture or whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: But it makes me, uh, it makes me think about <clears throat> like how what a difficult task it is for doctors to take into account the cultural preferences. That their patients have in in arranging for their treatment. I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, that's that's something that we are just so not used to in Mm -hmm. this country. And to then even consider that as a possibility, I could see how that would be different. I'm difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd almost have to like read up on your patients.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, if you, I mean, there are doctors who like work with the same. People, yes, yeah, a lot, and they are, I'm sure, much better at it than people like right.
2: I mean, if there's a lot of Somali immigrants in right in this part of the country, but then. like one
1: example comes to mind, actually, of like so, as I've heard of this before in like academic readings that I've done, but I also heard listen to this American Life about it, where there's a grandma from China actually who, um, she's diagnosed with cancer. But um, her family opted not to tell her. So everyone in her family knew, but they um, didn't tell the grandma because they felt it would be too distressing for her. And um, that was just like an okay thing Mm -hmm. for them. And like in this country, that would be be, like so bad, you know, not to tell them that they're diagnosed with cancer. And the story basically is of, they basically um, staged a cousin's wedding So that everyone could go back to see see Grandma under the ruse of the cousin's wedding, but really they were saying goodbye to her, Hmm. and she didn't know it. Wow! But that was so hard
0: not to act different, though. Like I feel like I don't know, and maybe I mean maybe that's a cultural thing. Is like maybe she did know something was going on, but Mm -hmm. like because of her culture, like it was okay for it to like you know, right? But yeah. But then
2: flip that around. Okay, so now you're the doctor of a Chinese woman right. in the U.S. She's got cancer. Her family doesn't want her to know. Right. How do you
0: yeah, deal so, with that? I mean, this is literally a boards question. Is like, it? Yeah, yeah. It's like an ethical question. Yeah. yeah. And the the right answer is almost always like explain to the family that you have like the ethical responsibility to the patient and not to them.
1: Yeah. unless And then unless you believe that
0: there's like a very... The only way you can get around it is if you think... Essentially, if you think that the information that you have will cause them to end theirs or another person's life. Yeah. Those are, like, the only ways you can get around it.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, kind of interesting to think about that. Yeah. Um, also, another thing that came up was the fear of cesarean delivery, which I thought this was really interesting mm-hmm. because... So, the Minnesota groups and the region groups identified two different reasons for the fear of the delivery. Huh. So... For the Minnesota group, it was actually, they identified as, like, um, they feared um, punishment from God, Um, but the religious, like, the Norwegian group didn't express this as well. So, basically, uh, the Minneapolis group believed that they were kind of required to go with God's will, and, like, God's will for the birth, Mm -hmm. so even if, like, the baby dies, Throughout the vaginal delivery, like, that's God's will, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't go against that. Uh, for the Norwegian uh, group, they basically talked about um, fear of maternal death as a result, mm-hmm. so...
2: As a result of the caesarean The caesarean
1: section. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hmm. That's interesting.
2: I wonder yeah How that happens
1: yeah i don't know and part of me wonders if like so like scandinavian countries are like not religious countries
0: like yeah. they just i don't know
1: but but if they're not an into i don't know i don't know why they express different well
2: i mean i guess one possibility if i was going to speculate would be that you know somalians aren't a monolithic group well yeah. i mean and and so some groups end up You know, sticking together and migrating to one portion of the world while another group may stick together and migrate to a different portion of the world. That's just Mm -hmm. complete and utter speculation.
0: I mean, also an education thing, too, like what they're educated about C sections. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, because, well, like there were, it did mention in this article that there is a predominant clan in Norway and a predominant clan in Minneapolis and they're different. I don't know yeah. if those are more, so one is like more associated with like religious beliefs and that mm-hmm. I didn't look that much into it. Um, but that could be it too, though, um, unless you like come to the U.S. as a refugee with like familial um reunification visas you just get assigned a country you can't like no. decide where to go so mm. um that's that's kind of you mean you get
2: assigned a state
1: no like you country? get so if you it's this is a little confusing. So, a refugee and asylum are different. Most people coming from Somalia are likely refugees. So, they've applied to the UN in their like or country the of origin. Yeah, yeah, in their country of origin or in a refugee camp. Kenya is where a lot of uh, refugees from Somalia are. And basically, the UN has agreements with countries across the world and, who have agreed to take a certain number of refugees. And so. Basically, applications are given to different countries and the refugees cannot choose which country they will be sent to, essentially.
2: Hmm.
1: So asylees are different because asylee is asking for asylum once they have already
0: been. They're asking for a certain country.
1: Well, they are already in that country. Right. And they're saying, I cannot go back to my home country for this reason.
2: I have never heard this word "asylee" before. Yes, you
0: have. She said it on the podcast. I know, <laughs> and
2: I know she said it on the podcast before, and I thought that she misspoke.
0: Nope, it's a real word.
2: I'm learning a new word. I'm sorry that I doubted you, Corbin.
0: Wow, well, you should be. She's a cultural anthropologist. What the heck, Dave? She's so smart. What's
1: the matter with me?
0: <laughs> no, it's not a. It's not a very common word for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, people you could also it. say asylum seeker. Yeah, that's what I'm I, more familiar yeah, that's with. What people yeah, more usually. Okay. Use. But I'm just being...
0: She fancy.
1: She, yeah. 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 I guess technically an asylee would be someone who has granted asylum probably. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I guess
1: that is true, but, but whatever. You know, I'm not going to say asylum seeker every time because that's just a mouthful. Because she fancy, but she also lazy.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> we do what we can
1: It's like we um, all are. It's like uh, champagne on tap, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Champagne of beers. Yeah. There was a bar in Omaha that has champagne on
0: tap that's amazing
1: the homie in I want that also I guess in Somalia if you got a c-section you're pretty much guaranteed to die is what a Somalian physician said
0: oh so that's, that's probably terrifying.
1: why Somalian women are f- afraid of c-sections because yeah I mean that's not me saying that that's a f- Somalian physician so that right makes, makes um, sense to me yeah, yeah
0: but I'd be terrified of that too
1: So I thought the different explanations for why they, I mean, and that's a huge issue. When Actually, I had a friend who had come up to a certain, had come across a certain, a similar situation in which they were seeing a patient who needed a C-section but didn't want it because religiously she felt like God's will was God's will and you shouldn't intervene. And that's really hard, I think, for us.
0: Yeah, it is super hard.
1: I mean, obviously there are a few exceptions, but in our culture usually you do what you can do you know
2: yeah yeah i mean and especially i would assume medical culture yeah you know your job is to fix shit you know like Mm -hmm. and to sit back to know that you can fix something and then to sit back and not do it yeah is horrible
0: yeah well for y'all and i think questions like this really expose like the racist and patriarchal nature of medicine too, because like I would say from like my personal experiences at the hospital, like if somewhere were to have a Somali patient who said that that they didn't want a c-section because of religious beliefs, like that might be overridden. But a question that I had on my medical school admissions interview, was you have a patient who is losing a lot of blood but they're jehovah's witness and jehovah's witnesses like don't believe in getting blood products right that's the right yeah that's right right, yeah yeah. and like what do you do and like the right answer this is a hint for everyone out there applying to medical school the right answer is unless they are a child or have not don't have their own decision-making capacity that you can't give them blood products but also i mean most jehovah's witnesses that you're going to come across in your er are probably most likely going to be white and you know in america they're probably going to be american like it's you know it's not like we have a big migrant population of jehovah's witnesses you know and so it's just interesting so you're saying that's pretty cut and dry yeah but like if it was someone who was like a woman from somalia like it might not be as cut and dry
1: i think that's a great point
0: well and also pregnancy complicates things in a lot of people's minds Mm -hmm. too but yeah that's a whole other issue
2: because there's a baby involved yeah
0: yeah pregnancy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dave learned a new word so i did we're all learning i really hope that's a word i'm pretty sure it is i'm pretty sure i've heard it when that happens i've definitely heard it other places than you so
2: yeah Yeah, i'm the idiot here
0: no
2: yeah and you know what Hmm. if it's not a word it It is the fuck is now
0: yeah so
2: go out it's a good word and use it
0: yeah
1: it's a good word i would say
2: i swear i thought you were it's
1: much better than asylum seekers Thought you yeah. were stumbling
2: over your words.
1: <laughs> wow. I, Which I mean, I do mumble.
0: <laughs> Are you guys ready for me to have a southern accent?
2: Oh. And me. Oh my gosh. You know what? I pick up accents.
0: I do too. It's so bad. And I, I'm I don't one of those know people. If I actually pick it up or if I just can hear it so like Cause
2: nope, I pick it up.
0: Every, you know, everyone has, like, the words that we say in English have so many different sounds in them. You know, like, English as, like, a language has a lot, a lot of sounds because of, like, how many different languages it's from. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if it's because, like, when I have been around people who have southern accents, then I hear a lot more of it in stuff that I already say. Or if it is, I actually am picking it up. It's just... Yeah, yeah, it's weird. But it's def- I mean, I'm definitely going to have a Southern accent.
2: because for, for me, it's protective coloring. So, you know, like when I go to visit my wife's family mm. in Boston, they have very thick Boston accents. And I start to adopt a Boston accent. I think it's because I'm trying to like blend in or yeah. something. Um, and when I would, you know, visit my... Uh, when I would visit my, uh, my family in Virginia... Not even that Southern, but they have mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I would start to talk like them right. by the time I left. And uh, it's very, it's very odd. Yeah. But, you know.
0: But I will say, y'all is like such a convenient word. It's
2: totally, it's a word.
0: It's like, yeah. it's so convenient because we don't really have a plural you. No. In, no. You know. Anyway, I love it.
2: Asylee I'm and def- y'all.
0: Y'all. Two Those are words. words that are official now. Yeah. Boom. Done. Alright, Philippian files.
1: My Philippian file is y'all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. My... <laughs>
1: so convenient.
2: And mine is a silly.
1: <laughs> yes. The Webster
0: English Dictionary. Yeah. There you go. Look up some new words, friends. Mine is the song Buy Me a Boat by Chris Jansen. This is a club banger and by club banger I mean if you're on a houseboat in the summer you <laughs> should be playing this constantly because it's amazing Cor- i made Corbin listen to this probably like a thousand times. <laughs> it's amazing I don't
2: think I've ever heard it but I'm gonna go
1: listen
0: to it. It's so good everyone should <laughs> uh, listen
1: to it. John Party has a new song out that was supposed to be for George Strait originally so I think Katie would really like it oh. I kind of enjoy it but those are for all <laughs> You country music fans? You may or may not be excited about that type of thing. Woo, I am. All right. Dave's just shaking his head.
0: I got none. Okay, that's
1: fine. Oh, I thought you were shaking your head about our country music.
2: I was, but you know, I still don't have one.
0: Okay, that's fine. Let people be country. Bitches be country.
2: Well, okay. Who am I to judge? Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, who are you to judge?
0: All right.
2: All right, everybody. Uh,
0: Peace
1: out. Bye. Bye. Hey, town down.